Welcome back, you guys. Nice to see you again. I'm Dr. Richard Sachs, and we got Dr. Gabriel Cousins with us, and this is our dialogues between Richard and Gabriel, and we were talking about what to look at today. We've got to go quicker than normal because uh, Gabriel's got a commitment on the hour, so we're going to get right to it. But what we're going to look at is what most people are thinking about the situation in the Middle East, which is reflective of the situation in the whole world right now. And it's being misunderstood to a great extent with the encouragement of the fake media that we've got. And we want to put a little bit more realistic light on it. So that's what we're going to get into today. And welcome, Gabriel. And I'm interested to hear what you've got to say. So let's let's get right to it. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And I welcome you all. I was with love. And, and uh, increasing understanding. As our point is to help people understand what's going on in a bigger way. Um, uh, and so that's where we'll go. But the first thing we have to understand is in the midst of all this, we need to activate our spiritual joy so that we can have a clear mind to really begin to hear. We're going to start with a little bit of dancing for three minutes and a few minutes of meditation, like, you know, like a, a minute or so, and then go into our talk. So let's start with the dancing. The sun is just rising here in New Zealand. Okay, let's do it.
Okay. So just take a moment. Focus my eyes for a moment. Just a moment. <coughs> Meditation. Okay, you and here we are. So, looking at this whole situation of the Middle East, the first thing we need to understand is it's the world, it's not the Middle East. And the issue has to do with the kind of, uh, I'm going to say, the final uh, big move by the globalist to create enough chaos and confusion and fear, because people act out of fear, to one who, in the chaos, by bringing in a new world order, which I'm going to call a new world disorder because it really, it, although it appears to look like order, tyranny is never order. It's not the natural way of humanity. It's not the way God designed it. We're supposed to be unique individuals working together collectively uh, for the evolution of consciousness for each person and for the society. The New World Order isn't about that at all. It's about tyranny and slavery and ignorance. So those are the issues. Is that uh, the real battle? And so in the immediacy, the real battle is not getting caught in false dialogues, false ideas. Oh, it's the Hamas or it's all Israel. I mean, we have problems there, but this is a much bigger issue. This is worldwide tyranny, and the Middle East situation is like a first step moving towards that. And I think when we understand that, we get a better perception of what is actually really, let me say, really happening. Uh, and that's really what I want us to kind of understand is how important it is for us to stay conscious in the midst of this. And I'm going to say stay conscious, but become more conscious in the midst of this to see what's going on. And so what I'm saying is not that it isn't important in the Middle East, people are dying, 
and all kinds of destruction is happening. But to see this is a setup for moving us more into the entrapment of a new world globalist disorder, disharmony, that has the appearance of harmony because in the immediacy it appears to be peaceful. But it doesn't. You can't have peace without levels of truth. So as we step back and look at this scene, you see everybody's kind of dancing around the situation. There's warships in China and U.S. and, and Russia has its super missiles all aimed at this direction. Everybody really wants to go to war, doesn't want to go to war, wants to go to war. But that would be bringing us into a high level of foolishness. Well, destructive foolishness. So our work is to be as conscious as possible and step back and look. And we can look at the uh, letter of Albert Bishop Pike, who was kind of the head of the Illuminati. That wasn't his official title, but that, that's what it was. And basically, he said that in 1871, 1871, that's a while ago, okay, um, that his group, their assignment, so to speak, is to create a World War One or World War Two, where they would work on both sides. Remember, these are very, very wealthy people. Uh, I don't know how, uh, and you know the the power of wealth, not the power of consciousness. And finally, a third war, which would be uh, between basically the. <clears throat> Um, Judeo-Christian and atheist versus the Muslim. So that would be the third war. And then from that, they would take over his group um, and create their new world order. He didn't actually use the word new world order, I don't think. So that's what's going on. Now, our role is not to fall for it. Our role is to be uh, conscious enough and to say, no, we, we need a truly heart-centered uh, new world in which everyone is supported in reaching the highest human potential of their connection with God and, and their also their unique potential. So when we kind of look at it at that level, we have a much better understanding of where, in a sense, the struggle is around. Becoming more conscious or becoming less conscious and giving up your freedoms for the illusion of peace, which will never be until we're in harmony with each other as humanity, seeing our oneness, and in harmony with God, seeing the spark of God in all people. And I've just summed it up in a pretty simple way. Uh, obviously, it's very complex in that way, too. So I want to bring Richard in here to um, get his uh, point, uh, his understanding. 
Thanks, Gabriel. I th think uh, <clears throat> what you said is really important, to put it mildly. It's all about consciousness. And part of the way to understand that is looking at what our real potential is, being our normal state. You know, our, our hidden, forgotten state is not is not what we're told. It's not our mind-controlled state where we're all divided, trying to kill each other and things like that. And, you know, when people are looking, the way we're trained is to look at a situation like this and assign blame. Which side is bad and which side is good? And also to associate the people with the government, which is a, a big fallacy. You know, uh, one of my complaints about various newscasters in the U.S. and elsewhere is saying, oh, we went and bombed Vietnam, we went and invaded Afghanistan, we went and did this in the First and Second World War, so, so on. This is not we. This is a small group that's in control and deciding the destructive uh, course of history. And above that, it's an even smaller group calling all the shots. Everybody else is following along, kind of like mind-controlled zombies. And it's not we who are doing this. We are falling for it, but we're not calling the shots. And we yeah, I think the, it's a group of 300 they talk about, and obviously a smaller group within that. Right, right, exactly. And I think what I've found over many decades of digging into this is that it's actually coming from a non-human level. But at the top of the human power structure, it's very small individuals and families. But um, it's interesting, who was it in the Israeli government recently that said that the people are responsible for what the leaders do? I'm, remember not, that sure. I'm not sure who said that. Yeah, in, not in those words, but talking right. about Hamas, and that's why all the people of Palestine should be killed. And this is typical government thinking. And in a way, the people are responsible for what the government does because it's our lack of consciousness that serves it and allows it. But on another level, the lack of consciousness means, you know, the famous quote, forgive them for they know not what they do. And it's really true. And when you apply it universally, even the people within the power structure aren't really conscious because if they did, they'd never follow along with that stuff. So one of the key points in the world peace meditation that you always do is um, the picture of non-compliance. And we have to look at where non-compliance comes from. And it comes from consciousness. Because if the people in the power structure and in all the levels obeying it didn't follow the immoral orders that they were given, the world would be transformed. I think the issue is that the soldiers following the orders are not necessarily seeing them as immoral. And that's the point, is that people's consciousness is one of division. Right. And so they don't necessarily see it as immoral. No, if, if they knew on that level, nobody would follow it. That's right. So what we're looking at is that they have done a very, very good job is in degrading the consciousness of humanity. 
and really doing it cl with clarity that that's what they're doing. And uh, we can look at the out of England that institute that you know that's what they've been doing and they've been doing a good job in the dark side of things um, which is how do you control the consciousness of humanity yeah they know and, that consciousness is the issue yeah so what our job is what we're doing like the uh, our Sunday evening meditation, the world peace meditation, is to upgrade the consciousness of humanity. And so it's a struggle about consciousness. I'm talking about the Tavistock Institute. They are very clear in their manipulation and their desire to manipulate humanity to have this lower consciousness where division and strife and polarity uh, we call it divide and conquer weakens the, uh, the people and keeps them unawake. It's much easier to choose sides and fight and do all these things than to choose oneness and be really conscious. Now, I just want to clarify, that doesn't mean that we uh, ignore inhuman activity. Okay. And I don't want to bring it down by talking about it, but clearly what Hamas did on the border was very, very barbaric. I don't know if they were instructed to do that. I don't know what they were doing, but they took it, uh, human activity to an extremely low level that, that, at least in my lifetime, we have not seen. Um, and that helps polarize things. Now, the instructor, I don't know, but they did it. And so people look at that and they don't see the bigger picture because they're so enraged at, you know, cutting literally. I mean, literally, because yesterday I saw a, a woman who her job is um, in the Jewish tradition, you, you, you have to purify the bodies before you bury them. And she went through all the decapitated people, but also adults who were attacked, decapitated, not just children. Um, and the trouble she had matching the heads to the bodies, and it's just horrendous. But that's a first-hand account, so I'm not going through the newspapers. I'm seeing a person who's literally there, whose job is to purify the bodies before burying them, describing how very difficult it was. I won't go into all the details. I'm making the point is, what we're hearing about appears to be true and not propaganda. I mean, first-hand account. Uh, so how do you do this? And when you create these horrible things, how do you repair from that? And, and that's really what the world has to look at. And we have to, we don't want to ignore that that happened, but we have to have the bigger view, which is not divide and conquer, but we are all one in the midst of this going on. Right. That takes so, a lot of consciousness. There's really 
<clears throat> there's extreme blame on both sides. I mean, Hamas, <clears throat> Hamas is mass murderers, and they're trained. They're trained to do that for what they think is their higher goal. The Israeli government, which allowed this, in my opinion, is a mass murderer just like it, because they could have stopped it. They, if they cared about the Israeli people, they would never have allowed the attack. The other thing is that when you look at the devastation in response, where IDF and, and the Israeli forces are killing civilians in Palestine, that's unconscionable. You know, when they blew up the old church, the third oldest church in the world, and hundreds of people that had run there because their homes were destroyed, that's not okay. On both sides, there's this consciousness of murder, justified murder, and the people are on, the, on both sides are the victims. So there has to be a completely different response. And as, as it gets into the chain of action, reaction, retribution, justified um, attack based on what was done, it gets harder and harder to stop it because every side feels totally justified. And the point is that you mentioned people getting back their potential. Well, Maybe we should look a little bit more at what is the potential. And if the potential is really there, that means that's our real nature. And a lot of these rulers want us to feel like our nature is hopelessly fallen and doomed to fight each other forever and things like that. And I think that's a good, really good point. Is Again, we want to, to bring people up to a higher consciousness, which is our true nature. And you couldn't are, do that if you weren't there already. Say it again? You couldn't even think realistically of achieving that higher potential unless it was already there waiting to come out. Yeah, it is there. And when we do our, our world peace meditation, you know, which is on Israel time, is at uh, 6.15 p.m. on Sundays, people are reaching their higher potential in that moment. And we want to keep encouraging it because when enough people reach that, when people theorize 9,000 people, which isn't a whole lot, <clears throat> it will change the kind of global mind brain to a higher potential. Right. So we can tip the scales, a small minority and tip the scales towards a higher consciousness potential. That's the news. And we have, we have the capacity to do this. And to live in it. And to, yeah, and to live it. But the, the point is, as you said earlier, it's just that we have that potential within us. And the more people who participate in that potential the greater the global brain mind shifts. Right. That's the important thing. We're influencing our, each other already. It's just scattered and a lot of it's negative. Doesn't have to be. Yeah. So we're, we want to take a look at how to shift into a positive uh, humanity based, God based mindset. That's what we're talking about. Right. And the meditation is, has been proven to be 
there's been over 300 studies which show that when people meditate together, the amount of violence in the society goes down. Over 300 studies since 1973. And one of the most dramatic was one in Rhode Island where they brought 350 meditators in and they were meditating regularly for a few minutes and the amount of violent crime dropped 43%. People said that's a fluke, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's whatever. As they came back the next summer, did the same thing, the amount of violent crime dropped 49%, which makes a very clear point that when people meditate and pray together at a high enough percentage, we're talking about 350 people, you can upgrade the global consciousness. That's the only way we're going to talk, this is going to happen. Even us, I mean, we're talking about it, we're trying to influence people to to do that, but it takes more than it takes more than talking about it. It actually takes actively creating a living active thought form for peace to make this happen. Right. Yeah. People are talking about it being hopeless on the physical level. And in a way they're right. You know, because if it's done any kind of physical manipulation without a change in consciousness, it's not going to stop the train that's already started. Right. It has to be on the consciousness level. And everybody's life is the microcosm of the international situation. So if you want to see if your consciousness is changing, Become aware of where your attention is and where your emotions are, how your interactions with other people are going. Because that's just like the interaction between countries. Set an example. Right. So that's our task, is to get enough people operating in a higher consciousness to begin influencing everybody else. That's really what we're talking about, towards a higher consciousness. And that's why we have this program. That's why we have the World Peace Meditation, because we want people to move in that way, uh, which uplifts the consciousness of the planet. You know, one of the ways that there's some encouragement of consciousness being reflected, in higher consciousness being reflected, is in the phenomenon of whistleblowers from within the power structure. People that were following immoral orders and then found it impossible to keep doing that. If that when, when that spreads, any amount of change can accelerate. Well, it goes the other way. As consciousness increases, you get more whistleblowers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what I'm talking about, right? So, so then... Well, go ahead, Richard. You can imagine what would happen if the medical industry, for example, became full of whistleblowers that couldn't follow immoral orders. This is not just about the Nazis when the Nuremberg show trials and all that. It's about so many applications in real life. What if the military wouldn't follow the orders to clean out villages and just murder people like has been done in so many wars? And what if the orders were given to do those things and nobody followed? You know, what if the teachers were 
trained to tell the kids that they were the wrong gender. And the teacher said, wait a minute, this is insane. I'm not going to do it. What if nobody would follow these orders? It would change the world. Transmute everything. It it would uh, nullify the effort to get people confused. Yet they don't even know about biological sex. But we're going to go back a little bit into really the work that has to be done, which is the upgrade consciousness of the planet. And we have to start with ourselves. That's why I teach the six foundations and sevenfold peace, because it's a way of life that uplifts the consciousness on the planet. Because we can talk, but we really need to have a way of life that's going to elevate consciousness. I think that's really important to understand. It isn't just like, oh, I think I'll change my consciousness. You know, and so the six foundations have to do with eating a, a diet. And to me, a nonviolent diet is a vegan diet. Um, and it's as much 80% life food because it brings life force. Uh, certain practices of movement that build the life force or what we call prana, yoga and tai chi and qigong and sacred dance, service and charity, uh, where we really take care of each other and uplift humanity. And uh, the fourth is um, working with spiritual teachers who can inspire us to go beyond our limited understanding. And the fifth is as much meditation and prayer as possible. And the sixth is the awakening of the spiritual energy in people. And then in the seventh, uh, sevenfold piece, we add uh, importance of relationship for elevating consciousness, the relationship is a way to elevate consciousness, positive relationship. And we also add spiritual, uh, so ecological, uh, spiritual ecological understanding. So we see that we're one with the living planet and respect for all cultures, what Native Americans call Ohmatakyasin. And when we add all those together, we're uplifting our consciousness, but also the consciousness of the planet. And that's really the way we began to do this. These are general ways. It's not a religious path. It's a general way of living that leads to a higher consciousness. And that's something we all can do. It doesn't depend on any government telling us what to do. It depends on us elevating our consciousness so that no... More government can get us confused doing the opposite of what we need to do to wake up the planet. So we have the ability to do this. This is not beyond us. It doesn't involve any technology or AI or anything like that. It's really simple stuff. Just we have to do it. We have another few, another few minutes, Richard, or something more you want to add to that. Well, I was just going to mention that once the consciousness opens up, 
and the potential comes back, which is our nature that's hidden underneath all the programming, then if somebody gives you an immoral order to follow, you don't have to look it up and see if it's on your list of things to do or not do. You know right away. Things are either in harmony or they're not. And it becomes obvious. Nobody would follow these things. The world would show its potential. And I think one of the stumbling blocks and barriers that's in the way is that people can't imagine that with these nefarious groups instigating wars and murders and all these crimes on the physical level, how can consciousness, you know, the focus of people, actually do anything to stop that? And I think it's really important to understand that physical force is not the strongest force operating in the on the planet. Yeah, as it says, I think it's Isaiah, but I may be wrong. It's not by might, but by spirit that we make change. Yeah, and it has to be experienced, you know, so that it needs to go from philosophy and belief to actual demonstration. And that's really our challenge. Yes. So watching so the your appointment is coming up, Gabriel. So. Yeah, so I just want to bless everybody that we're open to open to this, but really open to changing ourselves with these basic ways that elevate consciousness. And understand that naturally, when we're connected to nature, when we're connected to the truth of who we are in these different ways, our consciousness elevates. That's what's in our favor. So I'm actually suggesting we can talk about what's going on in the world, but I want to start back a little bit and say what's going on with us so that we can elevate our own consciousness and then naturally it will elevate the consciousness of the world. So may everybody be blessed with an inner peace, an inner harmony that reflects an outer peace and outer harmony. Uh Amen to that for sure. And remember that taking care of yourself is not the evil that we've been trained it is. It's essential. And taking care of yourself is the kindest thing that you can do for everybody you care about and for the whole world. So pay attention, use your time well, and we'll look forward to seeing you here next time. Take care. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.